Hi, Steve Vines. Good morning. Talking of going down the path. <laughs> exactly, yes, yeah. Um, uh, thinking that yesterday was what they call Journalist's Day in China. Now, it was. You, you tell me what it is, but is it when people go, yay, I'm a journalist, and the van pulls up outside their yeah, house? something like that. There, there's, there's apparently over 200,000 journalists in China, who knew? Yeah. And um, they were reminded um, yesterday of their duty as propaganda workers. And I, I think this is something that we can aspire to. They were also reminded that, that what they should be doing, and I'm not going to do it on this programme because the listener might be offended, but they were told they need to sing for the new era. Yes, I'm reading that. There was an article in yesterday's SCMP, Sing um, for the New sing Era. Sing for the New Era. Journalists told to spread the word on Shia's yes. ideology. So I think in the spirit of yep. Journalist Day, even though we're a day Don't late, sing the anthem, Steve, because... No, 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 no. Good, good, <laughs> we might come on to that. Hey, what if you sing just the bass part of the anthem? Can you get nicked for that? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Retrospectively nicked. I would say, just in case you were wondering. Um, but I thought that, that, that you know, we could, we, we, we on this this very programme could, could try and sort of, you know, raise the level. So I, <laughs> you I, I, can. <laughs> I like it down to standard, oh, me. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I'm... I'm so, so because we're in Hong Kong, we can't sing for the new era of Xi Jinping, but we could sing for the new era of Carrie Lam. So I'm trying. I'm really trying. Yeah. So I sung last week. <laughs> That's what week. Carrie says, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she says, I know. She's an um, interesting person. So last week I sang for her t- to celebrate hmm. her announcing the new target of, or, or, or not even a target, saying that, you know, 800,000 housing units was enough for the poor in Hong Kong. That would That would do it. And then when she said... I didn't say that. I don't know how you could interpret it. I sang for the new target, but actually it wasn't mentioned. Then I sang again, because there were a lot of songs here. I was I was almost falsetto by the time we got to the last one. Where she said, You will well, be castrato if you're not careful, <laughs> I'm sure. Yes, it's something to look forward to, isn't it? Uh, then, then when she said, well, I did mean it, and I didn't mean it, so I did mean it, possibly didn't mean it. So then I tried to sing for that, but it was a complicated tune, and you know how it is. You you, you, you get lost in the, in the harmony set. So, all in all, it's been complicated, but I am trying. I am aware of my duty as a propaganda worker. And as you know, the sole reason I I make this long journey to Kowloon Tong to come here is to spread government propaganda to the mass. Mm. Lord (laughs) Ho-Ho. Yes. So, I mean, all in all, I'm kind of a bit fired up by this. Oh, did I mention that, that China is listed as 176th out of 180 countries in the world press freedom index i mean this is something hong kong can aspire to apparently hong kong is above that level so if we could get down to say what the people's paradise is 176 could we be like 175th on that i mean it is it is a target that we haven't yet reached are we on are we on the way i i'm afraid there are many indications that we're, we're on the way and there's a sort of golden thread running through these these things you know we've got which you alluded to earlier, we've got the the talk of a new national anthem law, we've got new national education, new anti-subversion proposals all lurking in the wings. I mean, there's a golden thread that links all of these things, which is tremble and obey. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, let's bring back the education thing, and I suppose um, the national anthem thing a bit. So the one thing that... They are linked. The one thing that we're forgetting here, or lots of people are forgetting here, is, you know, your average person in Hong Kong isn't stupid. Their kids aren't going to be taken in by all this, are they? I wonder. I mean, you you, you know, there's a level at which um, 
particularly in Hong Kong, because Hong Kong had a tradition of, of, of having an open society yep. and people being exposed to, to all sorts of information. So that on day two, when they suddenly introduce all this propaganda into schools and, you know, they're standing rigidly to attention for the national anthem, there will be countless numbers of people who go, oh, this is a load of rubbish. But, you know, after about 20 years or so, and you you have to think about these things. You know, if this really is the new norm, people do begin to accept it. But they can't I mean, control people's minds and intention. They'll be, they'll be going, oh, whatever, I'll stand up. I think, I think there's a lot of that, and people get very cynical about it. I mean, the more crude it is, the more cynical people become. So if you talk to the average person on the mainland, they actually do think, I mean, it's staggering, they actually do think that, that many of the things which we find rather scary here are just to be accepted because it's the norm. Is that how things are brought in in general? I think it or is. That's been in how, yes, I think that's how dictatorships work. So, you know, that could happen. That could happen. But in, in the meantime, I mean, people here, you know, all right, they may stand rigidly to attention for the national anthem. I mean, it's, you know... For those who get worried about this sort of thing, sad sucks that they are. Mm. Okay, well, if that is that if that's what makes them happy, that's what makes them happy. But you know, I think most people go, as you say, oh, please, Whatever. give me a rest. <laughs> you know, you remember that famous picture of thousands of Nazis all doing the salute, and one bloke it, in the middle wasn't. Yes, I wonder what happened to him. Yes, <laughs> yes, he didn't go home for tea. That's all I'm saying. But I mean, that's that's how it works. That's entirely how it works. And then you know, I mean, it's very interesting the whole debate over the. Um, introduction of the National Anthem Law. I mean, it does betray this appalling state of mind among officialdom in Hong Kong and, of course, the usual flag wavers. Because, you know, first of all, they were seriously suggesting that you would actually trample on the legal system in Hong Kong and make it retrospective. There is no law in Hong Kong that has ever been made retrospective. But they were going, oh, well, you know, I don't see why not, you know, because this is a special case. Uh, you know, slippery slope. I think when it was pointed out to them, you know, really, that's even by your standards, girls and boys, that's just too much. So they're now going, oh, all right, that's all right. So we'll now draft a law because it's been incorporated into the basic law. Remember, the basic law cannot change. It's absolutely sacrosanct until it's changed, which is quite frequently, it seems now. So it's now been changed. Basic law has been changed after full consultation with absolutely nobody in Hong Kong. And they're going, yes, so we'll draw this law. We'll try and make it as all, in, you know, encompassing as possible. So, you know, it's been, uh, questions have been asked. At what stage are you disrespectful to the national anthem? That's I a mean, fair question, I'm afraid. Um, you know, are, is singing out of tune exactly. disres disrespectful? I, I, I Some people can't sing in tune. I, was talking I, I know one personally. Well, that would be, yeah. <laughs> That'd be me. But this is, this is a straight one. I was talking to somebody yesterday about this. I mean, like, if, if musicians play it badly, will they yes. get lifted? yes. I mean, there's. I mean, the point about these 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 I'm people only being is half silly they here, like. By the way. <laughs> I know they like these laws because where there is ambiguity, there is control. So you can say, yeah. as as we've seen on the mainland, oh, this person is guilty of. You know that the famous thing in George Orwell, where they've actually made it into reality in China. You know, thought crimes. Yes. You know, hasn't done anything, but boo. Oh, you know, bourgeois thinking, you know, um, anti-state thinking, enemy of the people thinking. I mean, all of these things which George Orwell wrote about in a novel yeah. have actually been now seen in reality. So once you have an all-encompassing law that is non-specific, some little, some little jobs worth <laughs> will decide what, what 
it is that they find disrespectful. And then, of course, they'll start targeting people who they want to target anyway, and they'll say, oh, you know, Mr W over there, he looks disrespectful to me. I saw him picking his nose an hour before the National Anthem was played. Well, you can connect those two offences, and um, nose-picking all right, but the rest of it, whoa, very bad. A rebel by any other name, Winston, is basically your average man your average joke yeah. exactly <laughs> so i mean this is this is very ominous i mean the, the 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 little crowd standing outside the um the courts where the cop is on trial for beating up protesters um you know, going, you know there's a picture of him yeah. weighing in yeah. and said they didn't do it going, you know, no, no, no. <laughs> anyway. but, no, but, but they're basically but but it's interesting the mob who who, who turn up to support him every day hmm. their argument isn't that he didn't do it but that he should have done it it's perfectly all right. <laughs> That's their argument. Let me ask you about the anthem thing. If we really pare it down, is it? do you think it's a mousetrap for the independence guys, basically? I think it's part of that mousetrap, and I think it's part of this, 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 this absolutely, you know, knee-jerk, I suppose you could call it knee-jerk ultra-nationalism. Yeah. Because... Across in the mainland, Xi Jinping is, is, is imposing an increasingly harsh and ultra-nationalist regime in China. And the minions here are seeing the sound waves percolating down south. And they're going, we want some of that because we're, we're going to be loyal than the loyalists. And some of them, as ever, they overdo it. You know, like when they suggested the law should be retrospective. They're so keen to please. You, you, you see them bobbing up and down as though something's been shoved up their backside. Tell me this, Steve. Why in certain countries of the world do we really seem to be travelling in time back into history? Have you seen pictures of Afghanistan in the 50s? Groovy. Yes. Isn't what, that extraordinary? We, I don't well, know why. I, I mean, uh, an example that I always think is even more telling because it was that much more cosmopolitan and, uh, and advanced was was iran you know it, all of them you know yeah well but i mean it's it's a very good example because it was one of those places in the middle east where you know people said oh you know it's such a sophisticated society you you know people there they, they i mean it's a country with a very deep culture and all the rest of it i know that but but just just you know just the way of life was very relaxed very sophisticated mm. and as you say, I mean, as in Afghanistan, everything seems to be moving into a sort of, literally, into a blackness, as, you know, when, when you've got these women who have to cover up in black shawls and etc, etc. I, well, I mean, instead of time going from left And, to you know, right, what's interesting about all this black shawl business is, is it's a new innovation in Islam. It simply did not exist in the origins of Islam. It's these fanatics who've brought it in. I mean, I, I, I know saying nice things about islam is 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 you know is, isn't an invitation for instant popularity but the fact of the matter is that the origins of islam as, as a religion is it's quite an open religion it's quite a tolerant religion you would find it very hard to draw that interpretation nowadays when you see the way all these fanatics have hijacked it and made it into this rather black and gruesome and punishing and fanatical religion I don't say that applies to all Muslims, but it certainly applies to the fanatics, who are, who are unfortunately leading, leading the pack in many countries. I wonder when was the last time that the world had as many deaths because one person believed in this and another person believed in that. I mean, OK, we've had world wars and stuff. We've had the Middle Ages, that was pretty No, I mean, but now bad. here we are in 2017. Yeah. I know, I know, it's, it's extraordinary. I, bet, I, bet it's up there. I mean, you know, one of, one of the um, points that, that people keep making is 
In fact, since the since the Second World War, we've mm. had an extraordinarily long, prolonged period of peace. And people go around. They go, "No, how can that possibly be?" You well, know, it's boring. You look at you, you know, you look at what's happening in the Middle East. You look here and there. But I mean, in the in the sense of big interstate conflagrations, a lot of syllables in very that. Good, very good. Um, you you simply haven't had it since the Second World War. But what you've had in its place is ghastly and probably more brutal types of civil war I mean you, you, you may argue that for example in Iraq it's not exactly civil war because the Kurds aren't Arabs I know I know all of those arguments but the fact of the matter is they are taking place within a single country, they're yeah. not taking place between states, mm. it's true that other states intervene in these things but you know, but these sort of big battles between this block and that block haven't had it since the second world war what do you think of this stuff about well you don't see too many women or atheists starting wars <laughs> yes you can't ignore that <laughs> yes although you do see vegetarians doing it yeah, i'm not well, saying anything fair play we'll be back after the news <laughs> steve vines part two in three two one go get them <laughs> Well, talking of one, the one has, um, uh, has at least in his view, the one that the, the Trump is is in Beijing as we speak, and uh, they're playing him like a it's like a school like, outing, like a, I was gonna, well, I was going like to say a secondhand Erhu. <laughs> I, I was going to say they're playing him like an Erhu. Yeah, well, you used to say they're playing him like a violin. I know, but, but you know, I mean, they they really know how to do it. They say, you know, this is an unprecedented meal. No, no American president's had a meal like this in the Forbidden City, and of course he laps that up. I know. Nobody, nobody, you know, no protests. It's not like going even to Korea. There were protests. It's none of that. So he's, you, you know, he loves authoritarian states. He loves dictatorships. So. I mean, you know, talk about... Is it because he thinks he can, the pants. he can crack them? Is that what he thinks he'll well, be the I big enabler? I think he thinks... Nixon, even. No, no, I, <laughs> I, I just think he loves flattery. Oh, yeah, I mean, totally. this is this is a man who who can be played like a fiddle, you read, or an who, whatever, you know, <laughs> we, we'll try and localise it. Yeah. Because, you know, all you need to do is flatter him, and he goes, oh, that's fine, Ooh, lovely. Mm. So, but, I mean, I've always been interested in these state visits. In, 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 in my years as a reporter, I'd covered quite a few of them. And I realised, and it's nothing to do with Trump, because they're all the same in this respect. Mm. Basically, they are all a complete bundle <laughs> of, of brown stuff with a lot of lying in. And what they always end up with, and the Trump visit is already doing this, with saying, you know, during this visit we have signed <coughs> trade deals, and they're claiming that the trade deals that are to be signed during this visit will be worth nine billion US dollars. And I've once actually did an analysis. It was a British um, visit of whoever was the Prime Minister at the time. They come and go in Britain quite a lot. They have elections there, who knew? Um, and they, they, they put out some figure. We'll say it's, it's, it, it, it's £10 million. I actually have no idea what the figure was. And so I sort of traced it back and I went to see some of the officials and they went well I mean they're not actually they're not actually a deal (laughs) as such I mean they're commitments and you say well how much of that's going to be um how much of that is actually you know if if the figure is 10 million how much of that is actually going to you know result in folding notes being exchanged between the two parties. And this bloke actually said to me in the straight face, he said, oh, well, some of it can be guaranteed because we, they, they were arrangements we'd already agreed before the visit. So I said, so the arrangements were agreed before the visit, yet you're claiming that these were the products of it. Yeah, well, he said, well, we well, just didn't maybe, have no, he said, well, maybe they wouldn't have been <laughs> consolidated had the visit not taken place. Yeah. So, you know, so you've got three 
three sets of lies. One is what they do is they, they hold out the announcement of all sorts of things that have been negotiated, some of which, like six months in advance, they're nothing to do with the state of Israel. So they bundle it into the figure. The second thing is they, 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 when you look at it, they say, ah, oh, yes, well, it's nine billion uh, in trade deals, but, you know, uh, these are just sort of heads of agreement, you know, we, 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 we're not. And then some of it, the third part, the relatively small part, are genuine deals that may possibly not have been agreed, was it not for the state visit, but they represent a tiny part. What kind of things would they be? Usually, almost, almost always, their, their defence equipment because they involve mm. security considerations. So the Americans, you know, the Americans think they're going to um, export, um, I don't know what, to, to, you know, consumer goods to China? Well, cars? Yes. <laughs> well, cars. I mean, That's actually, gonna... there is a demand <laughs> for American cars in China, but, but the trouble with American cars is, by and large, there ain't no good. I mean, compared with the sort of cars you can get uh, elsewhere. I mean, you know, Trump goes to Japan and says, you know, Japanese must really invest in our country to make cars. Well, yeah. Well, Trump talk about bringing sand to the beach. But they do. They do. <laughs> Nissan's got enormous plants there. Toyota's got enormous plants there. Mazda has a joint venture with Ford. I mean, you know, he's just so phenomenally ignorant about what goes on. I think uh, I saw a figure. I mean, the 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 Japanese car companies in America now employ almost as many people as the american car companies mm -hmm. but you know nowadays of course most car companies are transnational you know they, they they produce all over the place they get parts from all over the place you know this is kind of primitive thinking that you're you're, you're actually going to make a whole car in a single unit doesn't happen just doesn't happen Think except for on you know may, maybe the morgan sports car which is a handmade car maybe that's all made in one place but i bet you the engine ain't made in that factory it's Absolutely made somewhere not. else yeah very interesting these guys have got long memories now i thought china was a currency manipulator <laughs> is this the same china it could be the same china who who you know is very very bad we're very very badly very badly they they they, they so bad under, yeah so bad so bad, so bad. yeah so, you know, all of this, you know, oh, give, him, give him a Peking duck, that will shut him out. And he goes, oh, 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 oh I like Peking duck. Oh, oh, can I have some more sauce with that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, this, this visit is, in a way, it's almost beyond parody. But this guy you is like a sort of... You see him standing there nodding. He's, he's got this funny nod that he does. Have you noticed it? Yeah, and the mouth's it's wide open. Of, it goes up and down, like, you know, the nodding policeman. It's like a, he's a real estate salesman, a chavvy real estate salesman from the suburbs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's like one of those trips that people put on to reward their staff, an yeah. incentive trip. And poor old Melania, you know, is sort of tr battling to get a smile through the Botox. It doesn't, you know... She Not looks as though... She looks as though Catsick has been consumed earlier in the day and she's not happy with any of it. Well, fair enough. Let's 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 put the sarcasm aside. And do, we you should. do you think anything real and legit is going to come out no, of this? No, I honestly I don't. Because the, the, the big thing, the big thing, which, which is needs a pressing discussion between adults, but unfortunately one side of it is Trump, so that isn't going to happen, is, is the North Korea thing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the whole American line is, we're going to shove this all onto China, China's going to solve it for us, and, you know, they're very, very badly if they don't do it. Well, you know, the Chinese are just they are not going to budge over a basic strategic interest. They have a basic strategic interest because they have a very big land border with North Korea. They mm. do not want to see the North Korean regime displaced. So while they don't want to see the North Korean regime displaced, they are not going to starve it. It's as simple as that. You know, they are very fed up. 
with the regime. The regime behaves ludicrously and they know that. And they don't like all these tests and they don't like, you know, Kim Jong-un jumping up and down. Well, he's a little podgy thing. He can't jump up and down that much. But, you know, to the extent that he can jump up and down, they don't like it. And they, they, they conduct things in a much more grown-up way. But, you know, they have a bottom line. Their bottom line is we want a friendly country on our border. We do not want chaos there. We do not want displacement of the uh, People's Democratic Republic of Korea, as it's so wonderfully and lovingly known. <laughs> so, you know, um, Trump can, can, can huff and puff and he can call, he can use epithets to describe Kim Jong-un if he thinks that's a grown-up thing to do. But, you know, it ain't going to work. What may work, and it will be a sort of wonderful bit of phrasing is that the Chinese will say, you know, we, we, we're, we're, we're definitely taking this seriously, we're, we're stepping up our um, <coughs> surveillance of the um, sanction system ah, it ain't worth a string of beans Here's a bit for you, I had a chat with Adrian Brown from Al Jazeera the other day, and he's, his thing was, this is interesting because on this trip, this president is having to deal with the most powerful Chinese leader since Mao that puts, yes. he, Adrian reckons it puts a kind of different spin on it It does it does. I mean, this is the point, is you've got a hardened, experienced, ruthless man running China at the moment. And you've got a ruthless, but, but totally inexperienced, totally egotistical, totally undisciplined person at the other end of the negotiating table. So who do you think is going to succeed in those negotiations? The amateur or the professional? <laughs> it, it, you know, it's unfair if, for people who want to jump up and down and say, oh, it's unfair. But it's, it is unfair. Uh, uh, because, you know, um, he is being outclassed by, by uh, you know, a what's-it mile. Well, I mean, maybe I wasn't totally joking. I mean, I mentioned Nixon because, obviously, he was the man that brought... In, in, in our kind of lifetimes, he's the man that brought China to the attention of the world and that, all that opening up stuff. But that's what he represents a great president to this one. Well, I mean, Nixon had two qualities that, 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 that I mean, Nixon, as we know, had many unpleasant qualities. <laughs> but one, one quality he had was he actually listened to his advisors. And remember, most of the deal that was done between China and the United States was actually done by Kissinger. Mm. Now, Kissinger as Secretary of State. The, the current Secretary of State in the United States is, is just a man who's allowed to come with the President on tours. He doesn't seem to have any influence in the way that diplomacy is conducted. So you don't have a powerful Secretary of State, which is very important and very distressing that that person doesn't exist. Although I believe that Tillerson is, in his other life, a perfectly capable individual. He's completely lost in this administration. But the second thing is that Nixon was really determined to um, to secure his place in history. Well, and it was a good legacy. thing to do. Yeah. They're all interested in that. Whereas Trump doesn't even understand what... I mean, he thinks that legacy is... Um, uh, oh, legacy... A uh, uh, build meat. a bigger building, <laughs> you know. Have a bigger roast duck at also, the table. Also, Nixon had an opera wrote up about him by John Adams. So, I'm um, serious. Yeah, that's a indeed. legacy thing, isn't it? He um, did indeed. Nixon well, in China. I, I think we might find some musicals. Oh, I'm sure Trump, we do. Trump, Trump the musical, Trump. don't you think? <laughs> I, I, the material is endless. Let's go to a little email here. A little, a, little email. a little message from Stephanie, who says, China knows how to massage the ego of a narcissist bully yeah fairly fairly yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that ain't that ain't that ain't that the truth yeah. and i mean they 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 really are you know they're playing him so well you know she actually turns up to greet him in person which you know they don't normally Tick. do because you know he loves that sort of thing <laughs> what is what is 
holding up the negotiations for Trump's state visit to Britain. Apparently, it's about whether he can do the carriage ride down the mall with the Queen or not. I mean, you know... If you were the Queen, would you really, <laughs> yeah, really... She's going, yeah, we, 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 we were so busy with our hair preparations that day, I don't think we're going to be able to do that. I think there'll be a lot of hoo-ha from the British public as well. Because well, you know all that be, stuff going round about there will be petitions. Enorm- and- there will be enormous demonstrations if that state visit actually occurs. And see, that's another reason, of course, he likes China. They don't actually do demonstrations. They don't need to. Well, He just the, needs the, to sleep with one eye open. Well, I was going to say, they don't <laughs> do demonstrations because uh, it ain't allowed. Yeah. And uh, who would dare to demonstrate? demonstrate in Tiananmen Square uh, in the current circumstances. So, you know, he likes all of that. He likes all of that. So Everywhere he goes, smiling faces. I noticed he was very happy to um, shake hands with children with masks from the Beijing Opera. God, children with masks is the sort of thing that he, he, he kind of gets off on. Stephanie nailed it there. Narcissistic. We need yes. an anthropologist or somebody here to yeah, get into well. that with us. But that's the trait, isn't it? It's, it and, and, of course, the point is that the stakes are very big. I mean, we're, we're making a joke of this. But, you know, two of the world's most powerful nations, if one of them has abandoned its responsibility as a world leader, which is essentially what's happened with the United States, you know, they've withdrawn from the climate accords, they've re- withdrawn essentially from any kind of uh, leadership role in NATO, they've withdrawn from um, these very big trade agreements because, according to D- Donald Trump, the only thing that matters is what deals he can secure for the United States. So when you absent yourself from these very big and extremely important uh, bilateral and multilateral, multilateral um, uh, groupings, yeah. there is a vacuum. And, you know, China has increasingly stepped in. On climate change, it's very interesting the way that China has stepped in there because um, China has a, has a, a brutal, and um, you can use other adjectives about the leadership, but they are intelligent enough to understand that climate change is a real issue. And it is There's because they live in Beijing and it's covered in smog all day long. They do understand that it has consequences. If you dig around the internet past the news headlines, there's a lot of uh, environmental stuff going on there. Yeah, because they understand that, that, you know, there is a price to be paid for not doing it. I think this is what usually forces politicians to do something. It's not that there's a price to be paid for doing it, because they always are reactive. They're not proactive in that sense. Mm. And the climatic conditions in most Chinese cities are so dire that they do understand that, you know, that that cannot carry on. Really can't. Got to be fixed. You know, they they are proactive um, in the sense of introducing various forms of targets and legislation to improve the environment. I mean, when you go to China, it's very hard to believe that any of this is happening, but apparently it is.